my key takeaways and initial actions are make a start in property. You are the captain of your own life. By being a captain, you have the ability to build the environment and construct the environment around you. And that environment, a vehicle to construct that is absolutely through property. Welcome to Get Invested on the Property Hub podcast channel, the leading weekly show to help you unlock your full self, health and wealth potential. I'm your host, Bushy Martin, and each week I go deep with the best investors, experts, leaders and founders to find out what it takes to break free from the grind, discover freedom and live by design. Subscribe now and join me and get invested in the life you really want. Let's get started. Hi, Freedom Fighters. Today we continue our great conversation with Dr. Simone Bohr who took us through the ins and outs of our own personal property investment journey in the last episode. And this week, we deep dive into areas that are going to make or break the sustainability of your success. And yes, you guessed it, it revolves around mindset and transformational change, which are subjects that far too few investors, or in fact anyone, spends much time reflecting on or doing the hard and constant work necessary on ourselves to overcome our deeply entrenched bad habits and ways of thinking and acting that we're often not even aware of. Because, as Mahatma Gandhi famously once said, if you want to change the world, start with yourself. So this week, Dr. Simone's going to delve into the world of neuroscience to uncover the mistakes that most of us make when it comes to our mindset, beliefs, outlook, attitudes, and expectations. She shows you how to liberate yourself from your fears, negative self-talk, past traumas, and subconscious habits so that you can make lasting changes and embrace a life of limitless possibility. She talks about how to break through your insecurities, get off autopilot, and find shortcuts to achieve your dreams and ideal lifestyle. And ultimately, she helps you to unleash abundance and wealth with our neuroscience-backed brain hacks and her transformational life coaching along with the keys to developing a successful mindset and action orientation in relation to money, investment, and wealth. So if you're really serious about changing your trajectory and doing the work necessary to make lasting changes on the way to your version of financial freedom, then this is the episode for you. Now, before we get into it, I want to ask you a favor that will only take a couple of seconds of your time. Just over 70% of you that watch and listen to the Property Hub podcast don't subscribe. So if you've ever enjoyed any of our shows and videos, can you do us, please do us a favor and hit the subscribe button. It helps our channel more than you know, and I promise you that the bigger the channel gets, the bigger the best get, and the better the content gets. So simply hit the subscribe button now. Thank you. And if you're enjoying the Property Hub and you'd like to ask more questions of our guests or our team of experts, or you want to leave your comments and feedback, just join and jump into our newly launched Property Hub Collective interactive Facebook community, where you can keep the conversation going with other like-minded hardworking Aussies in a safe place without any fear of ever being sold to. Just search on Facebook for the Property Hub Collective or click on the link in the show notes, and we look forward to connecting with you more there. In the meantime, let's dive into Dr. Simone Bohr's transformational brain hacks, so enjoy and let's get invested. Now I want to turn to the subjects that are, as I say, near and dear to both of our hearts and revolving around sort of that leashing abundance and wealth with the brain hacks and the transformational life coaching that you know now is assisting people with. So to sort of kick off and, and set the scene, uh, 
for that, Dr. Simone, what mistakes do you see investors making when it comes to our mindset, beliefs, outlook, attitudes, and expectations? Uh, everything. <laughs> Thinking too small. Yeah. That's, that is absolutely the first one because people look at where we, where we are now and they go, how have you done that? How is it that you're working in an area that you love in your life and, and it was all because we had the goal at the start, which was a traditional, as you do when you get into investing, get 10 properties in 10 years. And we didn't quite make that. We made it to, I think, about eight eight or nine properties at the time. And oh, I've got to jump in there. I, I hate that myth. It does my, <laughs> does my head in, uh, Dr. Simone, there's 10 properties in 10 years bollocks because it's not about the number of properties. It's about the equity and the cash flow that they create. So if you've got one property that does the job versus 10, Hallelujah. Uh, and yeah, and I'm sorry to disrupt you there, but I uh, when I, I hear hear that so often that it's like, come on, guys. Uh, and the most of the people who are pushing that are people in the industry who who are trying to create a gravy train that, that puts people on this pathway uh, to make sure they're doing more and more work with them rather than thinking about what's in the investor's best interest. But I uh, I go off on a tangent there. So so my apologies, let's get back to the subject. <laughs> Yeah, oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. But when you're literally a backyard investor, um, that's the that's what gets touted around. And it's only now that I've realised actually one property can absolutely yield the same as ten properties if it's the right property. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I th- I think what what from a belief perspective with investors, it is having that end goal in mind. Yes. Most of them don't have that end goal in mind and clearly articulated. Yep. Um, and and my original end goal, as I said, was 10 properties in 10 years. Well, then, yep. then what? And yep. the, the idea was five properties for me, five properties for my partner. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> we won't split it down the middle in case, you know, anything ever happened or, you know, five properties would fund my my income and five would fund his and all of that. And, and so it is really around... Um, having that end goal in mind and understanding what that actually means. Because when it actually happens in terms of when we paid off this particular property and and we have made a choice not to debt recycle or anything of this property, we've made that, that has been our choice. We could go a lot harder in property, but we've made the choice not to. We've built the capital up in all of our investment properties now um, but it's it's having that end goal in mind yeah. and actually being able to dream big. Yeah. And most people don't have that dream that dream big. I agree. I, I, the first question uh, we ask people when we catch up with them, Dr. Simone, is what's your ideal lifestyle look like? Uh, and they say, well, that's, what's that got to do with property? And I say, everything. Because if you're not clear on where you're wanting to get to, you're not going to know what you should be doing in property, what strategy to adopt, and how it's going to get you there. So, uh, thinking thinking big right from the get go, I think is really important because it's it's magnetic in terms of making sure you're going to call over broken glass to mm. make that happen. But it also guides you like a compass because then that means every decision you're making day to day is based on well, is that taking me closer to that uh, goal or further away? And and suddenly it's all almost creating a GPS that's going to help you get closer to your direction. So I, yeah, I think that's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. And 
if people have trouble connecting with that, what I often say to people is, what what does your life look like when you retire? Yeah. And that's, that's something that seems to be a bit more tangible to people as well. Yeah, good point. Um, what do you want your life to look like when you retire? And me in retirement was to do what I love, which was coaching yeah. and being out, being able to um, help people to and educate people on what their lives could look like and, and really unlock their dreams. Uh, I absolutely love that. I, I, I want to jump into something that because yeah. uh, in a lot of the reading, you talk about the brain hacks. Yes. And uh, so let, let's start by talking about what are neuroscience-backed brain hacks and th- then we'll go into how we can actually use them uh, to actually uh, develop strategies, you know, uh, break through our limitations and unleash our potential. Absolutely. So um, as I started at the start of this um, podcast recording, I spoke a little bit about the architecture of the brain in terms of it gets built and it gets formed from really young age. And that really young age is our childhood when all of the activity of the connections are being made in the neuronal pathways are being made in our brains. And that is through the linking of the neurons and the pruning of other pathways as well. So we pretty much form this architecture in our brain um, at that really young age. And it, st- and it stays with us through life. And part, part of the reason um, for that is uh, the brain is one of the heaviest uh, or largest energy consumers of the body. Yeah. It's like 2% of our body weight. However, it consumes 20% of our energy requirements. And so in order to function optimally, for our brain, it creates shortcuts. And the shortcuts are through literally those neuro- well-worn, well, well-trotted neuronal pathways that we have uh, built from our, from our childhood. So knowing that and knowing that about our brain and how it works, think of it now, we're an, we're an adult now and we're literally driving along or our, bra- our brains are driving along from architecture that was built back as a child now i don't know about you bushy but i look at that and go that's a bit dangerous very dangerous because i <laughs> the, the thing that i you know i've been doing a fair bit of work on this uh, personally to to try and uh, break through some bad habits and what, what i've come to realize dr simone is that uh, uh in our formative years when when all of this well all the roadways have basically been mm. built uh, in our brain to use that analogy uh everything's our fault. We're the centre of our own universe yes. at that point in time. So things that might seem almost irrelevant and not having any impact now, at that point in time, when we were building the roadways, uh, they were all encompassing and it was it's all about me because I'm the centre of the universe and uh, what have I done that's caused this? So we're, we're, we're self-blaming ourselves right from an early age. It can really embed uh, and become uh, from tracks to freeways Yep. That then make it very difficult to to break through that down the track. Am I am I reading that appropriately? A one hundred percent. We have no perception of others at that at the that young age, and it's all about us. So therefore, for example, if um, where I grew up, where my parents um, divorced, that was actually my fault. Yeah. 
And that being my fault, as, as I so-called perceived, you take that blame through you throughout your whole life. And and it was it and it's too much as a child to actually think, hang on, this isn't about me. Actually, my parents are flawed and their relationship has been flawed. That is actually too devastating as a child to think and perceive that others around you are flawed, so therefore it must be me. And and by having that perception, um, if, if I had the perception that my parents were flawed and their relationship was flawed, well, actually, why was I brought into the world? And you can see that that then set off a chain of events that is a really dark place for a child. So our brains protect us in those formative years by putting the blame on ourselves. And and through these um, different interactions and challenges, you know, people who are kids who are bullied at a young age, they would actually blame themselves and not ne- never the the perpetrator of the bullying. They go, hang on, they've come from a broken home and um, that broken home has resulted in um, them not, not you know living a life that of of love and and that and so that they are you know projecting it onto the child it's all it's a protection mechanism all on them so when i talk about these brain hacks they're they're really simple and it's, it's it's so simple they are tools activities or questions that are designed to cut through into your subconscious and to enable you to have a new perception, a new insight, stop the well-worn path that you have um, trotted along for the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years and start yeah. to create a new new perception, new insight and create a new path as well. And I liken it to dissolving because through the question and through the insight, you've dissolved parts of your own belief and I, li- I like it I like to talk about it dissolving because I know um, all everyone has some form of trauma and has uh, had some form of trauma through through all of their formative years and that is purely because of the architecture of the brain and how it has been built that we all blame ourselves for whatever has happened to us and so these brain hacks are questions, activities, tools that are designed to cut through to the subconscious, create a new insight, a new belief to enable um, that architecture that was built to start to tinker with that. And so we're, upgrade we're doing that. A, a renovation on our own brain, really. Aren't we? We're going to put it in property terms. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Knock out a few walls and and create some new ones and new passageways that are going to allow us to uh, to function and and live better in the home. So, uh, can you get, can you share a few examples of of some of those for us to to make that a bit more tangible for yes, us? Yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, one of the things is, and I'll 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 give um. I'll give a little insight here about the brain functioning and hopefully that for listeners, this will enable them to start to question themselves. We are born with one fear and one fear only. Every other fear is learnt. 
And if you actually want to see that in action, I have a 15-month-old son right at the moment. And yes, I have been busy in my in my retirement as well. <laughs> um, it is fascinating to watch a child, a young child, see a spider and look at it with interest, pick it up and play with it and look at it. And what happens over time due to parents, others, seeing them play with the child go, with the spider go, oh, don't do that, and go, oh, I'm scared of spiders, oh, they're dangerous, that new belief around spiders starts to form. Now, this happens through single interactions or a multitude of interactions around us as we as we grow up. It probably so, depends on the emotional intensity that that someone else responds to that that then imprints on on us. I'm imagining, is it? hundred percent. So, me being very aware of this with my daughter, who's now six years old, um, was always incredibly calm when spiders were around. Yeah. Very calm. However, she has an, an insane fear of spiders. And that's coming in from her grandmother. There you go. Uh, what's the one thing that, uh, that the one fear we are born with, apart from probably dying uh, and being safe? Uh, my brain's going. I need the answer to that question. What, what, what <laughs> and and that's particularly now why I've I've put this in because this is actually a brain hack. Me telling you about that we're only born with one fear, <laughs> and this is just how easy um, brain hacks actually occur. That people are going, hang on a sec. Every single fear has been made up. It's a made-up construct based on my environment. So by me saying that, I'm hoping now, and exactly you're doing exactly um, what you meant to, Bushy, going, starting to question all of your fears. Yeah. And so that one fear that we are born with is the fear of falling. Yeah, right. And so, so if you think about when you're dreaming, you wake up whenever you're falling. Totally. And that is the one fear we're born with. And why is that? I've got a curious brain. Why do we have the fear of falling? Uh, I, I think it has um, it, it has something to do with our vestibular system. Um, uh, vestibular system. Yeah. And obviously that uh, not a, that inability to understand where we are in space and time type of thing. So that's the only fear, and people go, "But surely there's others." Like I've seen, um, uh, we we have a rea- we have an automatic reaction to loud noises, yep. but that's not a fear. Yeah. So you may see babies cry, very young babies cry to loud noises, but it's not a fear. It's just a reaction. It can turn into a fear, but it's just a reaction. But the one fear that we are all born with is the fear of falling. So. Every other fear that you have has been made up through the construct of your environment and your experiences. And so the brain hack, as an example, is by me putting out some information like that, which has now got you thinking about, hang on a sec, what are all my fears? And so I will then get people to write down all of their fears. And and that in itself is a brain hack when they go, huh, now that I've seen it all written down you know what i'm not sure if i'm so so afraid of that anymore i I love that that's a that's a really good place to start uh, testing the edges on 
on what we assume are embedded. Well, they are beliefs to a degree because that's that's what we've allowed mm. them to become. How can we smash through those, though? What, the awareness is obviously step number one. It's like, oh, okay, well, this isn't a real fear. Uh, how do we go to the next level and then dive into that subconscious that's lurking in the backgrounds and the, the elephants running through the through the the jungle to make some lasting change in that? Yeah, so there is. It's at that point that there's a whole different series of pathways you can go down. Okay. So, and it all depends on where that fear came from and how easy it is to dislodge it and move it. And, and I guess in our own individually on on how we best learn and and make the change because we're all going to be a bit different. Some are visual, some are going to be oral, some are kinesthetic. Uh, yep. you know, it's it's going to vary yeah, based on that too to some degree, is it? Uh, Absolutely. So sometimes fears can be made up on, uh, well, all fears are made up as a result of our construct and the beliefs and um, the environment we've gone grown up in. So sometimes it is about going back to revisit that memory yep. of where that of where that fear originated from. Yeah. And to actually perceive new things about that memory. And so we're talking about uh, basically a visualisation um, activity yep. um, or meditation visualisation activity whereby you go back to that particular memory and you start to remember additional things about that memory that is stored in your subconscious and not in your conscious. And as soon as you start to remember new things about that memory, it starts to dislodge um, and, cre- and creates a bit of a, a, a new thought paradigm in your mind to go if I now see something new about that particular memory is the thing that I'm holding on to is that still real or not yeah so it's reframing and and I guess re-feeling that emotion because it again I'm I'm no neuroscientist I'm not enough to be dangerous but uh, a lot of it's embedded in the uh, emotional exercise and, and the, you know, that great book, uh, the body, uh, what's what's the what's the book called? Uh, the body shows the scars or the bo- body. Uh, uh, once it's embedded in emotion and then embedded in the body, uh, that would make it much more difficult to break. But if you're reframing uh, and can remember back to the trigger and reframe it that creates a different emotion that has a different impact than, than, than you're on your way to making change. Am I reading that right? 100%. And you've just described another one of my techniques about where that emotion has been stored within your body. And, gent- and, gent- and there's a technique to release that emotion. And therefore, as you release that emotion, it reframes and reconnects new neuronal pathways because our whole body is saturated in neurons because we have nerve cells that go all the way to our skin, allows us to feel and perceive everything across our whole body. So it does absolutely get stored in our body through the nerve pathways or the neuronal pathways that are in our body. So you've You've just described another one of the techniques there, Bushy, without realising that you had. <laughs> yeah, like I say, I'm, I'm enough to be dangerous, but very interested in the topic because I know know how fundamental all of this is to to making the sorts of changes and therefore achieving the sorts of results we want to in our life because it doesn't matter how much our, our frontal lobe goes, yep, uh, I know this is a mis- an issue, I'm going to do this and I'm going to achieve that. If the old elephant's sitting back there going, no way, Jose, I'm going in the other direction, then uh, until you until we educate the elephant, 
the rider's got no chance. Uh, oh, 100%. And it's interesting. Some people will come to me going, oh, I need to change my career. And the first thing that I do is I say, I want you to write out 50 things of what you love doing. And so they go, what, what's that got to do with career? But little do they know is that that does move towards them through changing career, but they need to do the work first up. And the work first up is really about getting them getting to know themselves, yeah. who they are, what they're passionate about, what their purpose is, and purpose is nothing more than um, being defining it as something that you're interested in that will move you and drive you. And that usually comes out of passions. And so we do the work up at the front to understand um, all of these components about yourself. And then naturally what happens within two, three months, all of a sudden I see them starting to work on their resumes, starting to update their LinkedIn profiles, starting to apply for jobs, but they're much clearer in mind around the type of career that they want to do because they do the work up the front without realising that these hacks and techniques are, are moving them to a career that's much more in line with them. Love it. Now, I know you've got about a, more than 100 of these brain <laughs> hacks that you can bring to the table, so it's a big toolkit. Uh, if we sort of bring it back to the sort of investment money and wealth arena for a second, mm. uh, given most of the audience have tuned into that, what, what are the keys to developing a successful mindset and action orientation around those subjects? Uh, can you give, yeah. give us a few thoughts on that? Oh, many. Have a goal. And with that goal, create a vision. That vision can be done in a variety of ways. It can be a written out vision. It can be a visual vision. It can be a vision with pictures. And it's about having the de dedication and the practice to go and revisit that vision, to update it, to upgrade it. And one of the things um, that I instigated as I was sitting in the lounge room back in March 2021 yep. or 2020, uh, 2021, um, at, at home from work, um, first couple of days at home from work, and I went, hmm, what do I actually want with my life? And one of the things that I wrote out at that time was by the age I, I reach 40, I'll have all of my houses paid off. So I had the goal. I held it loose. I didn't have the path, yep. but I knew that would happen. How it happened was by the age of 40, I certainly had at the time all of the houses paid off. I had no idea that it would be because I would sell half of my portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about having that goal but holding the path loose. Yeah. And it's about really understanding your mindset. So as I said, I knew back um, in my early 20s about this incredible frugal saving perspective. I knew I needed to change myself into an investor or realist perspective, yeah. but how to do that. And I'm still on that journey. I'm still on that path. Yeah. And so it's about understanding, firstly, you, your relationship with money. Um, are you a spender? Are you a saver? Are you a pretender? Are you a dreamer? Or are you an, a realist or an investor? Yeah. And it's about understanding your money mindset and understanding the construct of money as well. Yeah. Because we've literally made up this this term of money. Yeah. 
Um, and we've we've assigned a value to money. And we are in a capitalist society and you can um, you can put that money through to investing and houses to create uh, choice and freedom. And ultimately, it's not about having the money. It's about what does that enable you to do. Exactly. So a lot of people have the monetary goal, but it's more so about well, what does that enable you to do? Yeah, yeah. It's spot on. And coming back to how, how do you want to live when you retire, that question you uh, posed earlier on, if you put some real uh, vivid colour around what that, that excites you uh, uh, to, to make the moves and then just just by that intention uh, start to attract that into your life and, and be, as you say, open to where that might come from. Don't, don't, don't try and sit down a, a roadmap with uh, at very set points at very set times because life's much more dynamic and a lot more fun than that uh so we're at least open to it but we're we're crystal clear on on what that looks like what a, what a, a great magnetic exercise to to uh, put some shape around no, I, I absolutely love that and, and again uh, we're only just touching the surface here i'd, I'd love to uh, dive in we'll get we'll get you back at some stage uh, dr simone because i think there's a there's so much that that a lot of people don't understand, not just in the property investing sphere, mm. but about their lives generally, that all starts in the deep, dark recesses yep. of our subconscious mind. So, so to sort of bring that to a, to a close then, where do we need to start with, with transformational coaching and what steps should we take uh, apart from picking up the phone and ringing you? Um, it's really st- having that dedication to self-reflect on you. Yep. The first step is to go, you know what, am I a passenger in my life? Or am I a captain? And that's simple. And once again, another brain hack, a sim- really simple question. Am I a passenger or am I a captain? Yeah. And and allow whatever answer comes your way. Um, and, and, and this is a big thing. Allow whatever answer comes your way because that's your subconscious talking. It was like when I was in um, corporate life, I had, I knew it was my subconscious saying, what if you didn't have to work full time? What if you didn't have to work in corporate? And I went, Pfft. and that was such a scary thought to me who'd only ever known life in full-time work that I went, it took me three weeks. I knew what the answer was, which was to leave, but it took me three weeks to get gather the courage to say, this is what I'm going to do. So for those people who want to make a start, Answer the question in yourself going, are you a passenger? Are you a captain? Just allow that answer to come through. And in that answer, start to reflect and get to know yourself more. And that is, who am I? What are my beliefs? How have they been shaped? Because they are all shaped from your childhood and from experiences that have helped you move through life. But are they the right? beliefs to move you forward yeah and, and it's again the, the because we create these uh early neural pathways uh, in our subconscious that's familiar and comfortable uh even though it might be uh, helping us the subconscious is going well we're keeping you safe yeah uh, and safety uh, again you'd know more about this but safety is a is a big uh basic need of all of us 
uh, to do something new that might be better for us but feels uncomfortable, uh, it's going to be challenging for most people because your, your body uh, is going to react to it. Uh, even even though it's probably heading us in the right direction, we're so used to sitting in that space of the the old and familiar uh, that that uh, and and again uh, using your own example of always challenging yourself, uh, which so I can see where this comes from because if you're always challenging yourself, you're getting comfortable with being uncomfortable because you know that's the pathway to improvement yes. and growth and and whatever whatever it is you're trying to achieve. Absolutely love that. This is this is gold. I'm I'm loving this conversation, and, and we're going to be talking more because I'm I'm going to be keen to investigate how uh, you can be assisting a lot of our investors where where we see they've clearly got some mindset limitations, and you can help break through that and help them to actually take advantage of the opportunity that's before them. So, uh, absolute gold. Uh, I want to jump now into what I call the the ambush fast four. Dr. Simone, which yep. are the, the four? I'm going to give you the blindfold and the cigarette, and ask you these quick questions. So, what's your favourite quote, and why? My my favourite quote is "Just make it happen." Yeah, and it, and, it, and it literally is how I've lived my whole life. Yeah, love it. It's self-explanatory. Yeah, that one knocks it on the head. If we if we jump into the literary field, what's the yep. top book you'd recommend we read, and why? Yeah, the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. So it's not necessarily a property investing book, but it is enough to open your mindset in order to go, hang on a sec, um, can life be this good across all facets and where am, I, where am I limiting myself? And it is all about that self-limitation and that pushing past your own boundaries and for me, I look at that and it was a book that I went, oh, my goodness, there are limitations. Um, yes, there are some, you know, components in my life that I would actually say isn't going as well as what they should be. Hang on a sec. I've created that. That's a self-sabotage on my behalf. Yeah. And that book was a real eye-opener to go, I've created that self-sabotage. What is it that I can do about that? Because Components of my life are great, but there are some others that are, uh, and I'm happy to be honest, uh, my my so-called perception of my fitness levels. And, and I look at that and I go, hang on, I've created that. You can do something about that. And the big leap absolutely hones straight in on that and gives you those hard messages to say, you can have every single thing in your life going well all of the time. If you allow it, love it. No, I haven't read that one. I read, read, do a lot of reading, and I haven't read it. So that's going straight into the Kindle tonight. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Doctor Simone. Uh, now, jumping back to the investments here for a minute, what, what's both the best and the worst piece of investment advice that you've ever received? Yeah, um, it it is property. So my the worst. I'll go to the worst first. Yeah. Um, property will double every ten years. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that is the worst. I agree. It goes hand in hand with 10 properties in 10 years. Just it, it, oh, 100%. <laughs> I look at that and I just go that if it's enough to get you into property investing, allow it to be that, but that's yeah. it. Do not, <laughs> do not um, write off the coattails of that. Allow it to get you into investing, but that's it. So that that's it. the worst piece of investing advice. Yeah. The best piece of investing advice is really start off with a small loan. You'll carry a small loan throughout your property life cycle. Yeah, it's, 
and you're again you're living uh, proof of exactly that and 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 I, I agree with your philosophy around putting a a, a firewall and a moat around the home uh, because uh, part of our sense of safety and security is to is to have a roof over our heads that no one can touch and uh, if you're using your investment uh, vehicle and it's you know if you'd structure this well as you would well know you can you can use a portfolio to get you in a freehold position on the family home years earlier than what you otherwise yes. would, just as you've done. Uh, so I, I think that's absolute gold. Uh, coming back to the mindset and, and putting it in a mindset perspective, then uh, to finish off the ambush series, what's what's a personal happy habit or a rewarding ritual or daily discipline that you've employed that's contributed most to your investment success? Yeah, um, it's time to myself. Yeah. And the reason for that is I'm a busy mother of not one but two very young people who require a lot of um, demand a lot of energy and attention. Even when you're in the toilet, they still require that. They there is no as much as I shut the door, they open the door. And so the daily habit is to be able to carve out that time to myself, and that time to myself is through um, a, a cup of tea. And there's a lot of ceremony and ritual around tea. And that allows me to sit back and be able to reflect and go, what have I achieved today? What impact have I had today? And what mindset have I brought to my day? Love it. Love it. Uh, again, some people do meditation, others will do yoga, some will do uh active meditation in their exercise but but making that time just for you to give a give your a chance to reflect and just tune out from the world uh, yeah We're, everyone's busy these days and everyone and a lot of people use the busy badge as a pride of honor <laughs> uh good luck to them uh but building that space in for you and you alone uh yeah, can't put a price on it. One hundred percent agree. So to, to summarise our great conversation today, then Simone, uh, uh, to pull this all together, what are your key takeaways and initial actions that aspiring investors need to take? Yeah, perfect. So my key takeaways and initial actions are: make a start in property. You are the captain of your own life, and by being a captain, start acting like a captain. If you're a passenger. Start start working out how to become a captain. And by being a captain, you have the ability to build the environment and construct the environment around you. And that environment, a vehicle to construct that is absolutely through property. And investigate, um, allow the enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey of property investing. And allow, allow yourself to grow as much as you're willing to grow and challenge yourself to get uncomfortable in that journey of property investing and have that end goal in mind. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does your life look like by design? And start to bring elements of that life by design into your everyday life now. Absolute gold. Uh, yeah, you know, that- Every word you said then resonates 100% with uh, how I like to look at life. So I really appreciate you sharing it. Uh, but for those that have been listening like I, who really resonated with your message, uh, Dr. Simone, uh, how can we uh, find out more and get more involved with you? 
Yeah, sure. Um, welcome to jump on any of my social media handles. Um, you'll find me by looking up Dr. Simone Bohr on any of the traditional social medias and the newer newer age ones of Instagram, but Facebook and LinkedIn, you'll find me through there. So connect, me, connect to me through there. Also, you're welcome to jump onto my website, www.afreshapproach.com.au. There is an extra little uh, hidden page if you're interested um, and you can do a forward slash dream life and that's a little additional uh, added extra with a little bit of additional training on that particular on on that particular page that also gets you thinking a bit more about well hang on am I the captain or am I, am I the passenger? Oh, so that's forward slash dream life on the yes. end of your website, which is afreshapproach.com.au. That's correct, yes. So we'll make sure we've got that in the, the, the show notes. The other thing that you very generously and kindly offered as a special for Get Invested uh, listeners, uh, for those who want to change their life, you've, you've produced a 15-minute uh, visualisation recording uh, that's going to uh, help us to unblock parts of our subconscious so that we can actually fulfil our potential. Yep. Now, uh, if people are interested in getting that, as as, as you'll be getting an email from me on this too, by the way. Uh, awesome. Simone, <laughs> uh, just email at info at afreshapproach.com.au or jump on your website and, and send your message. Again, that website, uh, www.afreshapproach.com.au. So, uh, look, uh, it's been uh, an awesome conversation. It feels like five minutes, but I'm sure it's gone a lot long, longer. Uh, I'm very keen to keep the conversation going. So uh, thanks for being so generous with your time and uh, uh, let's make sure that we uh, continue to spread the word. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Bushy, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for tuning in to Get Invested on the Property Hub podcast channel, your home for property investment insights and inspiration. And don't leave yet until you've taken the next step towards living by design. By getting my award-winning book, Get Invested, absolutely free when you sign up at knowhowproperty.com.au or bushymartin.com.au. And finally, make sure you subscribe to Property Hub to get your weekly dose of Get Invested inspiration along with every episode of Realty Talk, Australia's leading property show for red-hot property investing news and insights, direct from industry leaders and influencers. Remember to always get invested in your knowledge and I look forward to seeing you next time.